I want to talk to you guys tonight about our authority as believers, okay? Because I believe that there's been a lack of teaching to the churches about their authority that they have, okay? So we're going to go through some scripture, and then we're going to practice this. We're going to take our place of authority, and as, as the manifestation of the kingdom of God, we will actively be repelling the kingdom of darkness tonight. Not giving the kingdom of darkness so much attention, but, but the light will be so overwhelming that, that it will drive the darkness out. I, I've never seen, when I turn on a light switch, this struggle between the light and the dark. You ever seen that? Like you turn on the light and it's like, ah, there's a war happening with the light like in the darkness. No, you turn the light on and it's like darkness runs the other direction. You have to go searching now for the darkness again. This is what you carry. And, and when we start to act like this, when we walk into a room, when we walk into our universities, when we walk into our workplaces, when we walk into our businesses, when we walk into to whatever we're doing, and we start to, to think with this mindset, it changes everything. And today I want to talk to you about position. Everyone say position. position. We're going to turn to Ephesians. So if you can follow me there. Ephesians. We're going to start in chapter 1. I love starting in Ephesians 1. Anytime you study the Bible, before you read whatever you're going to read, if you want to pray this prayer over yourself in Ephesians 1, where Paul is praying for the church of, in Ephesus, I promise you it will change your perspective on how you read the Bible, and it will allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through the word of God. And you know, you can read the Bible two ways. You can read the words, or you can let the Bible read you. <laughs> like, you can, you can let the, the, this book that is alive, that is the word of God, that is alive and present and active and has the power to change lives, change your life, or you can read it. And I have to admit, for a long time, I just read the Bible. I was just looking at the words, and I was practicing this religion, <laughs> like, to tell you a little bit about myself, I, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Transformation Church. <laughs> Love that place, Pastor Michael Todd. We went to the same middle school, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, he's a little older than me, but um, we played on the same, like technically the same basketball team, <laughs> even though he was, uh, he was, you know, five years ahead of me than I, so. But um, it's an amazing place, a city of revival. We call it Tulsa Jerusalem sometimes. So, um, but I grew up like a 50% Christian. Like my parents were Christians. I went to church. Like these amazing things were happening around me. I was, when I was 10 years old, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And not only was I baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I was laying hands on my other fifth graders and they were falling out and praying in tongues. And like, I saw these manifestations of the Spirit because I had, I had no limit in my faith as a child. But then I, I walked into this season of rebellion in high school where I thought, man, maybe that wasn't real. I let the enemy put a lie in my mind, and he convinced me that everything that I lived wasn't real. And so I said, okay, I'm going to try the world. And I pretty much gave God the middle finger, and uh, I tried everything in the world, drugs, alcohol, horrible relationships, partying. I was just looking for everything that I, I, was, I was looking for something in the world that I knew I could only find in God, but I had to try the world first. Don't do this. 
okay? If you've already done it, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, please, let me save you the trouble. It's not worth it. One day, it was my family dragged me to church, and they said, you know, we're just going to come to church as a family, and I was like, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't want to do this, but I was still trying to be fake, you know? I was still trying to, like, save face for my family so they wouldn't, like, come at my life, but I was, like, behind the scenes, full of rebellion and, and so much pain. And I remember being in worship and God speaking to me. And when I say God speaking to me, I, I don't want to freak you guys out and be like, Zach, like, this is the Lord. If, if God speaks to you like that, hallelujah. Like, I would love to talk to you about that afterwards. But I had this impression in my heart, the feeling. It's like, oh, I know that's the truth. And God said, are you done? <laughs> are you done? Like, are you done? And he, I knew what he meant. Are you done looking for me in everything that's not me? Are you done trying to, to find a high in this fake human-created fabrication in this drugs? Are you trying to, to get rid of your pain using this Band-Aid of alcohol? Are you trying to, to, to find connection and relationship through, through an um, illegitimate path? I was like an adrenaline junkie. I loved to do like crazy stuff. I was like always doing like weird things, jumping off of high stuff, backflips. Like I just was that kind of kid. Like, um, and I had this need to like put my life at risk. <laughs> it's totally crazy. And the Lord was like, "Are you done?" And really, what He invited me into was this life with him that was 100%. And, and let me tell you guys, if you're living a 50% Christianity, it's, it's literally the worst. Honestly, like, it's, it's even worse than living totally for the world. And this is not my opinion, actually. This is the Bible says this. If you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. And, and Paul tells the, one of the churches, he says, it's by the grace of God, that this person will be turned over to Satan so that sin can have its perfect work in them and that they can be saved. I'm not encouraging you guys to go and let sin have your perfect work, okay? You're already here. God can have his perfect work in you. But don't live a 50% Christian life. It sucks. It, it is not fun, and it strips you of, of so much of what you were always meant to be. And so I told God, okay, if I'm going to give my life to you, I'm 100% in. And me and God, like, kind of made this deal, you know. I was like, I I'm in all the way. And he said, come to me. I'll fix your broken heart, pick up the pieces, teach you how to love. I I'll take you on the greatest adventures that, that you could never even imagine. And, and I actually am the most high, okay. <laughs> It's corny, but you're never going to forget it. <laughs> but it's true. Like, his presence is the highest high that we can experience on earth. It, it is. There is no drug that can match it. Actually, drugs and, and all of these things that human made were trying to be a replication of the, of the presence of God. It's all a perversion. Everything good in this world that, that wants to, to tempt us away from God is 
a perversion of what he already provided. And there's no hangover. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> so that's a little bit about my story. And um, sorry, I just wanted to share that with you as before we jump into the word. Um, so Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. And I want to pray this over us. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of the glory in his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above, everyone say far above, above. all principalities and powers that might have might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age that is to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Man, you read this and you're like, psyched. Oh my gosh, like this is Jesus. This is our king. There's so much to unpack in here, guys. But I, like when you pray this over yourself, you can put your name here. I put us instead of your. I pray that the Lord our God, the Father of glory, may give to Zach the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him that the eyes of Zach's understanding would be enlightened. Put your name there. You're giving the Holy Spirit permission to open your eyes, allow you to be enlightened, reveal to you with the spirit of wisdom the knowledge of him. This is really powerful. Okay? So the first thing I want to talk about is in this verse, it kind of puts Jesus in a position. Remember we talked about position? Everyone say position. Where is Christ positionally right now? Where is he? Go ahead. Like he is, we just read it. Seated far above in heavenly places, above every principality and power and things that want to come against. Seated far above. Okay? So, oh man, my iPad's not going to connect. Here we go. All my notes are gone. Oh no. The devil is a liar. It's coming back in Jesus' name. <laughs> wow. It's true, actually. You got it right. It's literally coming back. Man, this is an anointed woman. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> she just spoke it into existence. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so, man, I have all these scriptures written down. And they're coming in Jesus' name. Maybe it's this app. So, you guys remember the part of uh, the Bible where it says that we are seated with him? In heavenly places. So it doesn't say that we're seated with him <coughs> necessarily in that verse far above. But if he's seated far above, 
then aren't we too? So like, change the way you read the Bible a little bit. Every time Jesus, like it says that Jesus has something, that he has inherited all authority and, and all power and all dominion, we have that because we're a co-heir with him. The Bible declares that we are co-heirs with Christ, seated with him in heavenly places. And if we're far above every principality power that might come against, then um, w positionally, we're also up there, right? Okay, so now let's locate where the principalities and powers are. Uh, because we fight not against flesh and blood, right? Ephesians 6 says, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and princes of the air, okay? So all of this stuff happening in the world, it, not even just with coronavirus, you know, we can name a bunch of different things. You can be like, oh, wow, like these people, like, or, or wow, like this virus is flesh and blood, right? It's flesh and blood, but we don't fight against that. And I love this because it literally removes us from this unnecessary battle, this unnecessary argument. This, this, have you ever like been in an argument and like someone, like these two people are like, this one's fighting and this one's fighting and, and you're kind of in the middle and you're like, I'm just gonna like, y'all just <laughs> do y'all thing. Like, okay, y'all fight, I'm, I'm gonna stand over here. That's what you're doing with this. Because if we're fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and we're seated where? Far above. Man, we're not like praying that they crush us. I feel like when it says, and, and, and princes of the air, we're thinking like, okay, this is the air, you know? Like, so it's above us. And we're here like little like, all right, I'm a Christian. Like, please don't crush me. <laughs> like, this is not true. It's a lie. It's a lie. And we have to change our perspective on this. We have to. We're not a suffering church. We're not, actually, we're not even a fighting church. Where in the Bible does it says that the church needs to fight against the devil? Because my Bible says that Jesus won the victory. Yes. Past tense. And it says that he is seated above, presently, right now. And that we are seated with him right now. Do you know that you can get born again and 30 seconds later you can cast out a demon? You can literally say, Jesus, come into my heart, walk into a room, and say, devil, you have no place here. And he has to leave? God is not a respecter of persons. That's what the Bible says. He doesn't care if, if, if you sinned this morning and then now you're trying to, like, do something in his name. He's not like, ah, oh, got to wait in 24-hour sanctification period. You don't have to, honestly, like, I, I'm glad we did what we did, washing our hands, but you don't have to, like, walk into the door of his presence and then wash your hands first, and then you can start, like, doing things for the kingdom. So we have this mindset that, that we have to wait and suffer, and then, and okay, now I'm holy, and this is such a lie. First John 1 John 1.9 says, when I confess my sins, he is faithful to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. It's not, he didn't say he's faithful to get around to it. No. So that means you sin, you, you fall, you, you did something wrong, you lied, looked at something you shouldn't, 
And the next moment, God, I'm so sorry. Please cover me in your blood once again. I, I am yours and only yours. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing over this person. Boom. Come on. That's it. You know, it's actually your shame and your guilt that's getting in the way of your faith. That's it. So, I want to teach us how to pray from this position. And I want to tell you guys a story because I'm not just, like, the Bible is here. It's telling us what's in front of us. But sometimes we, we like to hear an example in the earth about something real that's happening. So, I come from Dunamis Movement. Um, it's a ministry in Brazil. And we just hosted this thing called Descend in Brazil. Okay? It was amazing. We had three stadiums filled with 150,000 people for 12 hours, worshiping God. We saw miracles, signs, wonders. One, one miracle that I want to let you guys in on that no one really knows because it was kind of an operational miracle. <laughs> they don't talk about it. You know, they'll tell you, we saw all these wheelchairs on the, on the field after, and that's incredible. Come on. People were getting out of wheelchairs. They just left their wheelchairs there. <laughs> this is amazing, right? So in the, the, the biggest stadium, Mordenby Stadium, the first one that we sold out, that we sold out in five hours, by the way, which beat the record of U2 and Coldplay. Five hours we sold the stadium it, with one Instagram post. We had no, no marketing strategy. We were like, hey, tickets are on sale. Boom. <laughs> Crazy. God's doing something, right? So the operational miracle, which was, I thought it was hilarious, but also super cool. It's not, I don't know, maybe it's not hilarious, but... Um, <coughs> we like ran out of water, okay? So this was really bad. <laughs> like the toilets weren't working, the drinking water was off, we had no more bottles of water. 80,000 people in Brazil, even though it's like, it's in the south of Brazil, so it's not like insanely hot, it was still really hot. It's like two o'clock, we have no more water. The fire department comes to us and they said, look, if this doesn't change by three o'clock, we have to cancel the event. We have to let everyone go and the send will be over. <laughs> Or the send will start earlier, I guess. <laughs> we'll be sending these guys out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they, <laughs> they, uh, they were, like, giving us this ultimatum. And we were like, oh, man. So we're, like, praying, like, God, we take authority over the principality of, I don't know, water, like, not <laughs> being there. And we're praying. The people are fasting. We're like, God, we have intercessors that are working this. And at 2 like 30 they come to us again and they're like hey we're actually not kidding at all like you have 30 minutes 240 nothing's happened 245 <laughs> 250 at 250 it started pouring down rain out of nowhere <laughs> people were dancing in the rain <laughs> like there's 20-something thousand people on the field. They can't, like, go and hide underneath something. Like, they're just dancing in the rain. Like, this is amazing. We had the reason that, like, it was kind of bad because people were, like, fainting of, like, heat exhaustion. There was, like, 20 people that, like, were really needed water. <laughs> um, and the rain came. And then exactly when the rain came, this huge truck filled with 150,000 liters of water came. <laughs> it was, like... I don't know, actually. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, I'm not going to say it just, like, fell from heaven. I think we ordered it, you know, but it came 10 minutes before they were like, hey, look, if nothing changes. So the fire department's like, all right, praise God, like, you can keep going. 
and we're just throwing these water cups like all over the stadium. <laughs> it was amazing. <clears throat> so this was a miracle that God sent the rain. Um, man, I totally lost like why I said that story. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> oh, okay. So a lot of people like think like, man, this amazing descend, like all this stuff. But what's the engine of dunamis? Like, why did this happen? Why, why, why are we in over 400 universities in Brazil? Why are we, why are we seeing millions of people, 2.5 million people watched a 12-hour live stream? This is crazy. Why is this happening? What people don't know is that we have a season, um, seasons of fasting and prayer, like the whole staff and the whole community participates in. And we pay for that. And we have money in the bank whenever we do that. We're making deposits in the spirit that we can pull from when the time needs to come. And we also had, we gathered 20,000 20, intercessors. We could fill a stadium with just the intercessors <laughs> that we had for the send since September. We had people praying 24-7 for the send after we already filled the three stadiums. So it was serious. And these people know how to pray. And I want you guys to know how to pray, okay? Because when you walk into a, p a place and you know how to pray and you're sensitive to what's happening, even if you're not sensitive, <laughs> honestly, you can be like, I totally never know what's happening in the spirit. And you just start praying the word of God, you will change atmospheres. You will shift nations, cities. Because you're like, <clears throat> man, why aren't people coming to my church? Like, why are people, like, not getting, like, when I tell them the gospel? It's not the flesh and blood. The Bible clearly says that. It's the principalities. You want people to receive the, the gospel as you're sharing with them? You want people, you want to have favor as you, in your classroom? It's a principality. Okay? And so I have a story with this that I love telling. So... This lady that I know, she works in high schools and middle schools and deals with a lot of, like, bullying, um, which is, a r like, in the U.S., I'm, it probably is here but too, but it's, it's a real problem. Kids really get messed up from this. And she applied this as well. She said, this is a principality. It's a, it's a spirit of intimidation. It's a spirit of silencing. It's a, it's a Jezebel spirit that wants to come with fear and intimidation. And she, she takes these... 14-year-old kids, 13, 14-year-old kids, and she just teaches them how to pray and how to take authority over their environments. Because as a believer, you have authority in the spiritual realm. Do you know you're actually, like as far as the ranking system goes, like in heaven and in the spiritual, we're pretty high up there, <laughs> you know, because we're seated with Jesus. And this is like, he's up there, right? So, like, you have, like, God, Jesus, and, like, the Holy Spirit, number one, just crushing everybody. <laughs> then you have us that's seated with Jesus. So we're, like, if there's, like, a 1A, like, that's us, <laughs> you know? Then you have the angels and the, the demons. They're kind of, like, the angels are a little higher, at least I think so, like, and the demons are, like, a little lower. But we have command over them, even the angels. That's why the Bible says when you bind things on earth, they're bound in heaven. When you loose things on earth, they're loosed in heaven. What are you loosing? You're loosing the angels. 
can loose angels. You can say, hey, I loose the angels. You know, when Daniel prayed, he was interceding. That man knew how to pray. He said that um, the, when the angel finally came, he said, your prayers were the X factor for me winning the battle against the prince of the air. You want to be the X factor? Anyone want to be the X factor in here? I'm in, man. I want to be the X factor. Lord, use me as the X factor because it's really great, honestly, because we can go in and our prayers can penetrate through things that, that oh, no one else can, actually. You know, Jesus has to use our prayers. The Holy Spirit has to use a vessel. He has to. He chooses to. And, and we don't get, we don't have to fight the war. It's so awesome. You know what I mean? Like Daniel wasn't up there fighting against the principality of darkness. The angel was. It was awesome. Okay? So this, this lady, she's teaching these kids about this in the schools. And these kids, after a week, they're coming back to counseling. You know, they're going to counseling. She's teaching about them this stuff. And she said, you're, they said, you're not going to believe this. I, I got to school. I prayed in the name of Jesus. I declare that from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., no spirit is allowed to touch me except for the spirit of God. I, I bind any principality and power that wants to come against my life, and I cast it into the sea of, of fire. And, and, and she's telling this teacher that when she walks by, the bullies, the people that have been hurting her physically, abusing her verbally, they, they literally turn the other way. This is real, guys. And it's not one isolated case. She does this, like, with tons of kids. And so I heard this, and I was like, all right. Like, I want to do that. Come on. Like, let's do it. So I had the opportunity to go back to my middle school, um, my, my Todd's middle school. It's called Jinx Middle School. And I graduated from that middle school. And the Lord spoke to me when I got there. He said, you have authority over this place because you were here. You spent two years here, which is the max that you can spend. So I graduated from there. And the Lord told me, walk the halls and start binding principalities and powers and taking your authority. And I'm walking, and I'm just like, Jesus, I thank you, God, that you're restoring this. I bind the spirit of bullying. I bind the spirit of addiction. I bind the spirit of drugs. I bind the spirit of fights. I bind the spirit, all this stuff. I'm binding everything, man, like. And I'm loosing the angels. I'm like, every angel's coming here. Like, honestly, even if it was just my angels, a whole lot, right? So, like, <laughs> and so I have two friends that work in this school. And um, I prayed for them before I left. They're teachers. And it was really a tough time for the schools because all the teachers were about to go on strike so that they could get paid more. And the kids were feeling like nobody wants us. Our parents are, are like, fighting to... to get the teachers to teach because they don't want to take care of us during the day. And our teachers want to get paid more because we're a lot of trouble. And so they were really feeling rejected. It was a really intense time. And so a lot of fights, a lot of kids getting in trouble, a lot of drugs, a lot of, a lot of stuff. And this is middle school. Like, and I don't, like the ages are like 12, 13, 14. And um, a w like two weeks later, my my friend sends me a message. She says, Zach, I don't know what you did, but I have not seen a single fight. I have not heard a single case of, of drugs. I have not even heard my kids cuss. This is a really a miracle, guys. And I was like, 
It worked. <laughs> yes. It really works. Um, so it's because I knew these things that Ephesians talk about. And I didn't just read it like, okay, therefore, I'm going to finish Check. Finish my reading for the day. <laughs> Bible in a year. <laughs> going to get it, guys. <laughs> I'm ahead. Yeah. No. Man, like, yeah, I could talk about that all day. But, um, yeah, but it's, this is in us. It's in us. It's in me, okay? So, um, if you're like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying, Zach, like, this is cool, but let's just practically, like, what does this mean? It's not a formula that you have to specifically say, but if you're going to pray something, pray the word of God, because it has the most authority, the most, just absolutely the most. You know, the Bible says that God puts his word above himself. This is pretty crazy when you think about it. So we're praying something that even God puts above himself. Whoa, I'm going to say it again. We're praying, when we pray the word of God, we're praying something that even God puts above himself. And it's far above <laughs> principalities and powers and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come, okay? So I want to do something here. Um, well, first, let me say this. Pray the word of God, and if you're not bold enough, you're like, I don't have the courage to bind the enemy. This is what I do when I feel like I don't have the courage. Maybe I just, like, really, like, screwed up something in the relationship, or maybe I just really made a mistake, or, or maybe whatever, and I'm not feeling like the courage, I start to pray identity over myself. I, I start to thank God for who he is and who I am, whose I am, who I belong to. I thank you, God, that I am seated with you in heavenly places. I thank you, Lord, that the Bible says that I am a co-heir with Christ. I thank you, Jesus, that you chose me. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live on the inside of me. I thank you that Colossians says that the fullness of the Godhead lives on the inside of me. That means that all of heaven's resources, not a single one that is lacking, live on the inside of me. I have access to all of heaven's resources. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. I have the belt of truth. I shod my feet in the preparations of the gospel of peace. I take up the shield of faith which quenches the fiery darts of the wicked one. I take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and I even put on the cloak of humility so I'm not falling I put on the garment of praise so that it lifts off all heaviness hallelujah now I'm ready I bind you devil in the name of Jesus because I know who I am and you better flee son you better flee I resist you so let's stand up we're going to practice this you guys ready to pray I feel the presence of God Come on. Y'all ready to y'all ready to pray? I'm ready to pray. All right, so let's start it. Let's start stirring yourself up. Just start proclaiming your identity. Start proclaiming your identity. Jesus, thank you, God, that you 
are the King of kings. There is no name higher than your name. Thank you that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess to your name. Thank you, God, that I am chosen, I am not forsaken, I am set free, I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, I overcome by the word of my testimony, and I, I also do not love my life so much that I'm not willing to die. I love you, Jesus, more than anything, and I know that, that you, your love for me is perfect, and that perfect love continues to cry out and drive fear away. And so in the name of Jesus, now start taking your position. I am seated far above principalities and powers in the might and dominion with the Lord. I am seated in heavenly places next to Christ at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And with the fullness of heaven resources, now start to bind the enemy and things in your life. Start to bind the spirit of fear in this nation. Start to bind the spirit of intimidation in this city. Start to bind the spirit of a Addiction. Start to bind the spirit of infirmity. Start to bind the spirit of orphan in Jesus' name. We bind all of these things. You got to release it with your voice. You got to physically speak it out. Because when God created the world, he used what? He used words. I don't want you to pray in tongues. I want you to speak to the devil. Because Jesus said that when, well, God said through his servant that when you pray in tongues, you pray and an, an out of your understanding and you pray only in an understanding that God can understand. I love that. I want him to, to, to pray through me. But I need the devil to know that I know who I am and he better watch out because Jesus didn't die to keep me safe. He died to make me dangerous. He died to make me dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. And so in Jesus' name, as the kingdom of heaven invades right now, we proclaim that the kingdom of darkness is receding. We proclaim and we declare that healing is going forth. We know that every victim of coronavirus is being healed right now in Jesus' name. We bind the principality and power that's operating in the church. We bind the spirit of religion in Jesus' name. We take authority over the spirits that want to come against our livelihood, the spirit of confusion, the spirit of poverty. We bind and we take authority over that in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of bullying in the schools, Lord God. The spirit of Jezebel with fear and intimidation covered in your army, your armor, in the shadow of your wings, dwelling in the protection of the almighty God. And we thank you, Father, that you have done it. We thank you that we have the victory. We thank you that we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. We are already in a place far above, far above principalities and powers. And right now we step on those principalities and powers. We crush them because they are placed under our feet in Jesus' name. Jesus, come on, let's press in here, guys. We're not just praying for two minutes. We're not going to be like this, this church that loses its attention span on the Almighty God. I pray a restoration of the fascination of the man, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that you're moving through your vessels to bring the kingdom actively to share the gospel to be agents of revival that are actively and purposefully reviving the church i thank you lord jesus that you are doing a new thing like isaiah 46 says you are stirring up you are rebuilding the ancient ruins and it's not going to be by might or by human hands but by your spirit that declares the lord in jesus name 
Come on, let's press it in, guys. Fight for your family. Fight for your friends. The, the people that you know need to know Jesus. Fight for them right now. Stand in the gap. We thank you for a spirit of intercession in the name of Jesus. Yes, God, we are, we are not going to be passive about this, God. We're not a passive church. We're on the offensive. We are going and we are, we are taking more ground for the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is being preached. Jesus, the evangelist, is coming forth. We thank you, Father, that John the Baptist was a voice calling out of the wilderness to prepare a way for the Lord. God, we prepare a way for you, Jesus, to come. We thank you, Jesus, that you are doing something. You are using us and we want to be a part of it. God, we know that your plans are going to go forth. We know that you are going to do something great. And would you please don't leave us out of it. Don't leave us out of it, God. We want to be a part of you. We want to be a part of this plan. We want to be the ones that you use to bring restoration and reconciliation, God. We want to see your church restored and be a mighty, victorious church in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's right. Keep going. Press in. Press in. That's right. The Spirit of God is here. The Spirit of God is here. The Spirit of God is here. He's using you. He's using you. You are His mouthpiece. God is using you. He, the very Almighty God, the Holy Spirit, is using your voice. He's using your mouth to bring redemption, to restore Eden back to a dying world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.